everybody, and welcome back to Suffolk Survivor Guide. We're happy to be queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. Class is now in session, and today we are getting a little kinky. We are talking kinks. <laughs> Do you consider yourself kinky, Cheyenne, or no? Um, well, I was just re-listening to an old episode of ours where I was talking about how I told my girlfriend <laughs> if she sees me like slipping away to just choke me and you were like, okay, so Cheyenne's kinky. So I, I guess so. Like, I don't know. I don't think I'm that kinky. I'm like a slightly edgier vanilla, maybe like I'm like vanilla with some spe- like spice in there. It's like, I, I don't feel know. that whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Are you kinky? People have t- like told me they feel like they think I would be kinky just because I'm very sexual, but I actually don't think I'm kinky at so like really? at all. I think I'm very sexual and sensual and I do love sex. I love to talk about it and I love to mm-hmm. do it, but I don't think that I do much that's like outside of the mm-hmm. box. If that makes but sense. what do you what do you consider inside the, the box? Like what do you think is like, what are some things that are outside that you don't do? Maybe if you don't want to go into detail about what you do, 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 um, I'll say, okay, I'll give you just a, a great example. Okay. Things that I find to be too much or like intimidating to me, pain inflicting things, not so much into that. I don't, you don't like, like spanking or choking or anything. Um, I don't want to actually hurt anybody and I don't, I don't want to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Light choking is fine. Yeah. Spanking like a light smack. All light. See, that's the thing. Like, yeah, that's how I am too. I guarantee you somebody who's actually kinky would never in a million years say I was kinky. Right. But then like the people who don't do that at all would probably think you're so kinky for even doing that a little bit. I feel like it's just such a spectrum. Not that like pain is the only form of kink, but no, that was just my one example. Yeah. What about like toe licking or like sucking? I guess <laughs> no one's really li- like, no, just licking not, I'm, no, I'm not no mouths on feet, but I do like when my feet are touched. You ever give someone like a foot job? <laughs> no, this is see. No. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm kinky. <laughs> okay well we we should back up and actually define kinks so what would you what are kinks why would you define that okay so I actually looked up the definition um because there's kinks and then there are fetishes and I was like I don't really know how to put into words how to define the both of those um and basically what I came up with is that kinks are more about exploration and variety whereas a fetish is like a sexual necessity it must be present to orgasm oh. or yeah to like come um, a kink is just kind of like little like dabbling but it it's not 100% necessary see that's so interesting because i think people have really like chilled the out two. the word fetish yeah yeah i didn't i never think of something as some like a fetish is something you have to have but like mm-hmm. by definition that makes so much more sense of the separation of them that's so interesting right. Right. Like, I feel like it, I told someone I was seeing that I like don't suck on toes and I've never had my toes sucked on. No judgment to those who have it, just not for me. And she was like, you don't like, she was like judging me for not doing that. But like, I feel like a little bit of dabbling with that is like a kink, but like the people who have to have feet involved, that's where it is like fetish level um yeah so like I feel like there are some people who like a little bit of it and then there's some people who are like I cannot come unless you touch my genitals with your foot or you know what I mean that makes sense that makes sense 
Well, if you're just getting into the kink scene, how do you know if you have one? And someone else asked, how do you really know if you have a kink? Is it more than just getting turned on? Which, yes, it is, Mm. I think, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, why do you think it's more than getting turned on? Because I wouldn't say that I have a pussy kink and a boob kink. Like that's a typical thing to be like turned on by. But I feel like if you, if you're, if it's more than just, Hey, this is a sexual part of the body and therefore I am turned on by it. I feel like anything then would be more Mm -hmm. than just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that's hard to answer because I feel like it could become more kinky or more of a fetish if it's like more specific like when you said like boobs turn me on but I wouldn't necessarily consider that a kink but then it's like I've been with people who want to be like suffocated by boobs like that's their kink or like they're really into like those banana shaped boobs or like big areolas like I feel like it's hard because you can't really quantify these things like you can't say like someone is more or less attracted to something than the average person because how do you even like (laughs) get that data, but I think it's more specific. Yeah. Maybe here's a good example. Like I just said, I do like boobs, period, Mm -hmm. point blank period. I've never met a boob that I didn't like. Yeah. But when I'm looking through porn, when a girl has small, but kind of weird boobs, and I don't really know how to describe it besides that, I fucking love it, live for it. And if I find like a porn star that I think has the right kind of like amazingly weird boobs, I'll watch all of her videos. So that maybe that's a kink (laughs) because it it excites me more than the average boob. Yeah, but it's like not necessary. Like you like all boobs. No, it's not necessary. I feel like that's a kink. That's kind of a kink. Like okay, well, like I just discovered my kink. You're Look at into. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird boobs. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was actually a question we got was how do you discover your own kinks? And it's kind of just by like engaging with porn creators and their OnlyFans and, um, you know, mm-hmm. reading smut, reading fan fiction with sex scenes, like watching movies, even like, I don't know, there's so many different like avenues you can go down to find your kink. But like, also, I wouldn't necessarily say everyone has a kink. And definitely not everyone has a fetish. But I feel like mm-hmm. we all have the potential to have those things. Do you know what I mean? Like, underlying kind of undiscovered like I wouldn't personally say I have kinks but I don't not have any kinks I don't don't know like (laughs) I guess I mean I guess I'm into like choking I'm into like trying new things I'm into like having sex in places I shouldn't be having sex so I guess those are all like kind of kinks because it's just like outside of the realm of Mm -hmm. like what's normal but also is there anything that's normal because we're all so different and like the sex right. we have is different so um yeah it's kind of hard to say how to exactly discover them or how to like know for sure if you have one just because you know there's so like one could develop when you're like 60 you never know I don't think there's yeah, like you've a never tried it before and then you finally right. do how are you right. gonna know you know don't knock it to each yeah. other kind of thing or like just finding out that something exists and you're like wow I didn't even know that was an option yeah when like my girlfriend and I talk about trying new things, hardly ever is it like trying it on me. Like yeah. we put like hot wax on her. She wants to try like knife yeah. play and like mm-hmm. nipple clamps. And I would never do any of those things on me. Well, why don't you want things like the wax or like 
like just because you don't want to be Shane does definitely doesn't turn me on like okay. it, it would take me totally out of it like because yeah. I would just be like I don't know I don't I really don't handle pain well at all mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in any context like I will cry over a paper cut so <laughs> like the thought of pain at all doesn't turn me on it like it, it seems totally opposite of sex to me mm-hmm. now I, I'm not like knocking that for other people because like if my girlfriend wants to do something like I'd be more down but even that I don't want to like hurt her I just like don't yeah. do pain very well yeah so if, you, if someone wants to like be tied up or something that's like mm-hmm. not hurting them I'd be more down Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I not was the gonna, gonna say, hurt you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say though, I thought that I would like like the wax dripping thing, and that mm. was something I didn't like because I was just like an- in anticipation, and like I feel like some people think that's sexy, but for me, I was like, oh, it's gonna hurt. Like I don't know. Like it yeah. definitely took me out of it. Like everything that you're saying, that was something I thought I'd like, and then I didn't really like it, and then it's a lot of cleanup, and it's just annoying. So for me personally, that was a no. I've done a lot of things like I peed on people I've like I've done loads of things I like that that's like the bottom of the barrel so you know I've done like some crazier things but um, see and I haven't even done those this is what I'm saying my my kink level is way below you I guess they could be a lot crazier like there there might be some things that you've done that I haven't like I've never used like handcuffs I I've definitely that, used handcuffs, but, but that yeah. seems like, no, I have, that seems like a, see, that to me doesn't seem that crazy. That's like, I feel like the first yeah. thing you do with a partner when it's like, let's try yeah. something new. I'm going to yeah. like tie you up here, handcuff you here. I don't know. Yeah. See, so like, I, I don't know. I've done things that like some people might consider crazy and some people are like, oh, that's so vanilla. Like you peed on someone who cares. And then like, I haven't done those things. So I've d- it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> but like there are definitely things that I'm like uh, would not be into or like would not do again <laughs> kind of thing yeah yeah so this person said when people tell me about their kinks I never know if they mean they like to give or receive it is there any way that you would specify that with the- I mean I feel like I would just straight up be like do you want to give that or like I don't know I'm very straightforward so if I were wondering I don't think I'd really beat around the bush with that one I guess you do have to ask because I, I didn't think, I never thought of that. But if somebody does just say like, like, okay, like I have a toe kink. Well, Mm -hmm. do you want to use your toes or do you want me to use my toes? Which I guess you just have to specify like, so what does that mean to you? Or like, Mm -hmm. so what does that mean that you want to happen? But they make a good point. Like if you just say point blank, I have a blank kink that Mm -hmm. is a little ambiguous. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time, depending on what the kink is, you can kind of guess. Like if someone says like feet, it's usually like they want to like worship the other person's feet or whatever and not necessarily like I want you to be all over my feet. Like I feel like that's like a common thing with the foot fetish trope, but like I'm sure it does go the mm-hmm. other way with some people, but then like- It does for me. <laughs> I don't want someone yeah. to be all over my feet, but I yeah. like my feet being touched, but I'm not like, oh my God, yeah. I want to see your feet. I don't love feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I feel that way too um, with some things that I'm into. But that's just like you said, if someone said, oh, I ha- I like, I'm into feet. I, that, I wouldn't think that they're into mm-hmm. their foot being touched. I would right. think it was the other way around. Yeah. But I feel like with like knife play that's something where it's like, okay, what do you mean by that? Because that is ambiguous. Yeah. 
or even yeah. handcuffs like could go either way or bondage whips, chains i guess yeah, like, have you ever you taken being... the bdsm.org or bdsm test.org <laughs> have you taken that before yeah it was yeah. like zero percent submissive very dominant like mm-hmm. i'm just not you should and how long ago did you take it you should take it again because mine has changed mine changes like every few months it changes so you should take it okay, again i'll take it we can post my results when this episode <laughs> yeah yeah we can post my results <laughs> expose ourselves um but i i brought that up because i know on there they have like rope bunny and they have rigor so i think it's like the person who ties them up versus the person who wants to be tied up so i think Mm -hmm. specific fetishes do have like they have brat versus brat tamer on there too Mm -hmm. so yeah that's true yeah so i think something based are (laughs) yeah easier to like specify what you're into um, and then some are like super big and you have to make people elaborate and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Please tell me more. Back when I was dating men, I was definitely the brat and I wanted to like, haha. And that was like flirty for me. And now that I date women, I want to be the brat tamer. Yeah. Get over here. <laughs> the ultimate switch. Apparently. The old switcheroo. Um, so how soon in a relationship do you think kinks should be brought up or discussed? Depends on how far in you're talking about sex, but I would say that if you're going to have sex and you need a kink to be involved, definitely give them a heads yeah. up prior, like you need to get consent, but yeah. it's, it's, it might like ebb and flow. Like if you're not talking a lot about sex, you don't need to just randomly one night be like, so here are my kinks. <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree. You have to have some tact with it. Um, And like, obviously, if you're having like a one night stand, that's something that you would talk about sooner rather than later, or like if you have friends with benefits, Mm -hmm. But like if it's something more serious, or you're like waiting to have sex, you're just not talking about sex a lot yet. I think it's okay to push it down the line. Uh, But if it is like a fetish where you need it to be involved and you know, maybe it's a not so conventional one. That's something I would kind of put out there before either of you catch feelings because that's not fun if, you know, you're both not down for it and it kind of right. fucks up the situation for you and for them. Yeah, you gotta be on the same page. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so somebody asked, what's the how to for dialoguing interests with partners? It depends on if the conversation comes up like organically or if, you know, you haven't talked about it at all yet and you're like, hey, like, I have to tell you something. Like, probably don't do it that way. Um, I've always yeah. heard to like frame it as like a good thing and not necessarily yes. like, sorry, like this thing you have to deal with because of me, but like, be like, so there's this thing that always gets me off if you're down like I'll tell you about it and like maybe we can do that like hopefully they'll be down for it if it doesn't you know cross their boundaries so they'll be like yeah tell me and you know be down to do it but like be like hey I have this thing that always makes me orgasm like two seconds and that's like way more fun and like appealing than just being like so you know like like my mouth to be peed in I'm sorry like I know I'm (laughs) disgusting like that like now you're just making it sad but maybe there's some sort of like shame (laughs) kink at play so maybe that is part of it (laughs) is to be like by the way like I'm sorry um yeah I was gonna say the same thing like you don't need to apologize unless you have like a shame kink and that's like I don't know part of it but even (laughs) that you should probably get consent before you like you know do all of that Um, but 
I think approaching it with like positivity is definitely the way to go of like, Hey, what are you into? Here's some things I'm into. I want to talk to you about the things I really like. That's the way to like handle it. Yeah. Someone else said, how can I explore kinks consensually and have fun? Well, I think kinks are supposed to be fun. That's like the whole point is that it's something that's like extra fun for you. Mm -hmm. And so um, exploring consensually to do that, you have to be really like, I think upfront forward and make sure everything's okay prior to anything happening. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the answer to this is in the question, the consensual and the fun is exactly the right recipe (laughs) to do this right. Yeah. And I also think to maintain the fun aspect, do your research because like, I know if you're into bondage, depending on how tight you tie the ropes and like where you tie, you can cause like permanent nerve damage. So I think doing research about the risks and how to minimize those risks, especially with a riskier kink, um, is definitely going to help you explore it and have fun because it's not fun to damage your nerves during sex or ever. Education. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. Okay. And we are back. So our next question, how do I tell someone I have a kink? I know they will hate. I think it really depends on the kink and if you want them to be involved. Um, But if you know that they hate it already, like, I don't really know what the point of telling them is unless you're just trying to be Mm. transparent. It's, I don't know. It's so like convoluted because like, I don't know. I feel like if you know that they'll hate it, like, you know, they're not going to engage in it already. So what's the point of sharing? I guess if you want them to like, okay, if it's a situation where they're like, oh my gosh, this is disgusting. And you want them to know like, Hey, I actually really like that. So like, can mm-hmm. you chill? Like, yeah, then I guess you could tell them like, Hey, I know you hate this, but I like it. So like, stop. But yeah. if you know that they're not going to do it with you, I mean, yeah, you could tell them like, Hey, this is a need that I have. Mm -hmm. And if they don't want to fulfill it, then you you can talk about that. Mm -hmm. But if, if the conversation is going to be, Hey, I want to do this. Hey, I don't. And then that's the end of it. That does seem a little unproductive, but maybe it is like a thing of like, you don't know. Cause like I said, like I did say I'm not like great with pain, but I did say Mm -hmm. I'd be like open to knife play in certain situations. And like, maybe you know if my girlfriend thought like oh she would never do that she would be like reluctant Mm -hmm. to ask me but then maybe I'm more open than you might think but it is important to respect boundaries just no matter how that conversation goes yeah I I like what you said about like there being different options for it like I like have always wanted to go to like a sex party or have like some kind of like group sex but my girlfriend's not really into that but like before we were having sex and I told her that I like to fantasize that we're like recording it on like the like broadcasting <laughs> it on the internet and she was like yeah we're you're in a art museum right now like you're on display like that was hot for me so oh. it's like ways to like fantasize or engage without actually engaging or like it yeah. might doing something that the other person isn't into uh so it really depends on I think what the kink is how they're making you feel about it what the dynamic is it's it's really uh up in the air but I still vouch for don't say anything if the conversation is going to be unproductive because what is the point um, other than to cause unnecessary conflict 
Uh, I mean, disclosure, yeah. I guess, like transparency. But yeah, yeah. If, if you if it's already been had and you already know, it's, it's mm-hmm. right. Up. Yeah, I'm trying to like learn how to like keep things to myself in my life because <laughs> I feel like I have to be very transparent with everyone, and like I'm learning that that's not necessary 100 percent of the time. Um, sure. So I feel like that's a good your business is your business. I get that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what's a nice way to turn down a kink that you're not into? That was another question we got. So if you know, if you're the other person in this equation and someone comes to you with something, how do you think you'd respond? I yeah, I just say you have to be respectful. Like if you're gonna say, hey, I'm not into that, that's fine. But mm-hmm. you cannot shame them for being into it or be like, oh, that's gross, that's weird, that's stupid. Like, no. You mm-hmm. can just say, like, that's cool, that's not really my thing. Or um, even just something as simple as like, I don't think I'd be comfortable doing that, but that's fine for you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you like you have to take the shame out of it because just because someone, you know, likes something that you don't doesn't make them mm-hmm. any worse or different or whatever it's it's like yeah. everyone's got their own taste yeah and I think it can be important to like come up with workarounds for that whether that's like if you're not monogamous sending them out into the world to find someone who can fulfill that kink so yeah as long yeah. as you kindly come up with solutions or say like not for me but you go do you uh yeah I think that's a nice way to do that I agree so this next question, um, is pretty philosophical. Where mm-hmm. do kinks come from? Do they always stem from trauma slash or trauma related? I don't know if we have like it. the research background to say definitively. I have seen like yeah. videos online that have talked about kinks stemming from something from your childhood but also that is like a very Freudian perspective where it's like every but like your childhood does influence you and like the video is basically talking about how someone might have like a praise kink because they didn't get you know enough positive verbal affection or affirmation from their family growing up Um, so I think it can come from that but I also think kinks can be like conditioned by society like remember like when big butts weren't a thing and everyone like loved (laughs) boobs like if you had a big butt that like wasn't attractive because people's body types like are fashionable like go through trends yeah because that became like the hot thing more people were attracted to it um and now it's kind of like the cooler thing to be attracted to which I've also seen um, discussions online about how big butts are like fading out because of the like Y2K aesthetic stuff. So I don't know. It's Stop. like <laughs> I've oh seen them, like God, people getting so their BBLs dissolved, like stuff like that, which what? they're wrong. Your big butt is beautiful. Don't let them tell you anything differently. Okay. Uh, Everything's always in. Like bodies are not yeah. in fashion. It's so, yeah. it's ridiculous. Your body is always in. But yeah, so I think it can come from trauma. It can come from experiences. It can Mm -hmm. come from societal conditioning in general, like what you're being exposed to, what your friends are into. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's always trauma related personally, but I don't know for sure. (laughs) Right. And this honestly kind of leads into our next question. Do you think that there's a point in kink where it's abusive slash enabling toxic traits in people? And I think that I would maybe say that one of the lines where it does cross is like, 
there are certain trauma events that don't need to be reenacted in a sexual setting. Mm -hmm. And and that I do think is enabling bad rhetoric. If you're, I mean, I'm, I don't even want to like give examples, but if, Mm -hmm. if yeah, it's so hard to say, because some people say that it's like a healing experience for them to engage in certain things that like are repeats of their trauma that they went through. So it's like hard to say, I guess I'm not a psychologist to like say if that's a good healing practice or not, but to me, it just seems like you're furthering a dark narrative rather than Mm -hmm. healing from anything. But who Mm -hmm. am I to like say, I, I think that if it's like becoming obsessive and if it's in a dark place and it's like enabling something toxic, I just think that there can be a line it's hard to say where that line is because it is really situational, mm-hmm. but that's why where, where kind of the trauma like overlaps where if it's too dark, I just don't know that you should be engaging in it, but maybe I'm just super vanilla. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really tough to say for sure, because like if it's negatively impacting, you know, other people who didn't consent to it that are just like impacting in general, even if it's like neutral and not negative, um, like that's not cool. And if it's like fucking with your life, like other parts of your life, like I know like financial dominance is a kink, which it's pretty good for the people who get the money from that person, but maybe they have like five kids at home that are like going hungry. So it's like very like complex of how it can affect like not only yourself, but like the people around you. If it really is just bringing someone pleasure and no one's getting hurt and it's not reinforcing this, like, I don't know, bad, like bad, (laughs) idea then yeah. maybe it's just hard yeah it's it's so hard to say like if yeah. you leave the session and you don't feel good about just what just happened that's mm-hmm. definitely a red flag right yeah yeah all right so pivoting to a different <laughs> kink someone said does one have to have mommy issues to love milfs because i swear my mom and i are homies no you can love milfs no matter what your relationship with your mom is i would think right I agree, but also I do think that we all have mommy issues, daddy issues, whoever raised you issues, like you yeah. all have those. And like, I know people who definitely have mommy issues and will attest to that, but then also are like, I love my mom, like mm. deep down there's some shit going on. So I don't think you have to have mommy issues, but I think on some level we all do because our parents are humans, they're flawed, mm-hmm. they you know, there are a lot of things that go into raising a child that fuck us up. Like we're we're all a little fucked up at least, um, no matter what. So I think we all do have mommy issues and maybe if they like interrogated that on a deeper level, they do have them, even though they are homies with their mom. Even if you don't like fully know about your mommy issues, that's normal. And I think it's cool to like find older women attractive because we're taught that women are not attractive as they age and that's not true. Um, so keep making those milfs feel good about themselves. I love that. That's a great way to look at it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's another question. Can I be a lesbian and have a breeding kink? I'm not attracted to men at all. I would say yes, because there are women with penises who can breed you if you would like to be bred. And then there's no, that this dil- is that question. Do they want to be the one who's pregnant? Oh, that's or are true. They- that, but like, that I would assume that they're the one side. who wants to be pregnant. 
like if, if they're not into oh. men, if they're like have adding that caveat, if they didn't add that caveat, I would kind of question that. But the saying like, I don't want to be with men. So what is a breeding kink then? So it's like where you want to be like came inside of and impregnated basically. And actually get pregnant or just like the thought of it is enough? That, it depends. Like I think some people actually want to get pregnant and some people it's like more of like the thought of it. Because um, couldn't then anybody, whether you have a penis or a strap on, if they're fucking you with anything, yeah. couldn't you just say the things that would enable that, <laughs> that kink? Like, yeah, like, like yeah, you can baby tonight. Yeah, you know? like- no, that's, that's what else I was going to say. Like you can have sex with someone who is not a man and has a penis or they may do make dildos that you know, you can have fluid come out of it if that's more your cup of tea, if that's what you're into. Or like they make dildos that you can squeeze little eggs out of. Like you have, like you can get bred by an alien. You have so many options. What? <laughs> yeah, they it's called like an ovipositor and they have little like jelly eggs that you can squeeze into your vagina and pretend like an alien is impregnating you. So like there are wow. options out there. Even if you don't like men, you can fuck and get bred by an alien. <laughs> an alien so lots of different options uh you can definitely be a lesbian and not be into that no there's I mean, some fascinating toys out there can i just say yeah i know too much of these things like people are innovative <laughs> i know it's like they're like have you seen the dragon tails ones like they're literally like a dragon's tail that you can fuck yourself with or like there's this one strap on and it like goes on your head and you put the dildo on your chin and then you could like <laughs> stop that's crazy that's I'm so trying to fun. think of what else I I've seen like a foot that's like a pocket pussy so you can like fuck the foot if you have a foot fetish there's a whole okay. world out there yeah very innovative ideas wow people really said I'm gonna take this technology and make exactly what I want with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I I love the creativity I hope that's me someday but we'll see probably um, probably <laughs> yeah well, our last question, are anti-kink folks common in the community? I've had a lot of friends who are, and I'm afraid of dating now. I don't know necessarily that it's common, but I would say there are fewer anti-kink people in the queer community than in the straight community, most likely, just because mm-hmm. we're used to having the kind of sex that we have and like what we're attracted to like stigmatized and othered um so I feel like more people are accepting and there's like the whole kink community like they literally have like kink pride parades it's like a pretty big community and it does include straight people um I've definitely encountered some anti-kink people I don't know if I would say it's common but they're definitely out there but I don't think that should make you afraid because I think more people are cool with it but also it might be where this person's from like they could be in a more That's conservative area so even though they're queer they're like so like not cool with like I know people who are like yeah like it's okay to be like a lesbian or gay or whatever but like bisexual that's too far or like all these different mm. genders like that's too far and it's like one lack of like education but two they're just like closed-minded and yeah you know like there's that with kink too where people are like that's not okay and they're not really looking at the full scope of what kink could be or like why people might be into those things I don't know Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's common but 
they're there. They are present. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking is that if this person's saying I've had a lot of friends who are, is that like a group think mentality where mm. everyone's saying like, that's weird. So no one's going to admit yeah. that they actually might be into it. And it could be a matter of location. I don't typically find that people anywhere are very kink shamey like nowadays, especially in the queer community, just because it's like, doesn't anything go by now? I don't know. But like I said, there's it's like there's people obviously who are going to be out there on either side of anything, mm -hmm. but I, I feel like overall people are more accepting of everything than mm -hmm. ever before, but hopefully it, it continues to increase, um, you know, of course. Yeah, let's hope so. All right. So with that, that wraps up our episode. If you want to subscribe to us, a lot of our listeners are on Spotify. We also have a Patreon that you can subscribe to. That's patreon.com backslash sapphic survival guide. You can get on there and see bonus content and videos of our recordings. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, we're at sapphic survival guide everywhere except for Twitter, which is just at sapphic survival. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform out there. And you can find me anywhere online at The Lieb Regina, including my website, thelieberegina.com. And you can listen to Um Hello for your Jersey Shore recaps wherever you listen to podcasts. And with that, class is now dismissed. Bring, bring, bring.